Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that the result of this little podcast would be burning hearts all over the earth, Lord. That those listening, God, that that no matter where they're at today, that you, God, you are fire and you're a consuming fire. That your precious flame of who you are, your purity, your righteousness, your holiness would consume those listening. Lord, it would consume them in love. It would consume them in your goodness. It would consume them in your glory, God. We ask you for fire today. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to the Braveheart Podcast. Hope you are being strengthened in your faith. As we continue this week, the most important conversation nobody's having Uh, If you've not listened to last week's messages or the last couple of weeks, I want to encourage you to do so. We've started a conversation uh, on the faith of the gospel and why it's important uh, and why I believe no one is talking about it. Uh, Hopefully more people are doing so now. Um, But we're going to continue that conversation today. Uh, And I want to encourage you, last week was about an unpopular promise of suffering of trials, of tribulation. Um, I saw many comments uh, that people were encouraged by that. Um, Again, 2020 has been one for the books, uh, but I believe with a renewed mind we can rise up and call 2020 blessed because we're receiving an unshakable faith. And uh, that's my heart as we continue here. Again, this really, really important conversation about the faith Um, We're going to talk today about the nature of that faith and how we can cultivate it uh, and how we can fan it into flame. And so I'm going to hop right in here. Hebrews chapter 12, we're going to run right in. And so again, to set the stage, if you've not uh, been with us the last couple of weeks, we've been uh, specifically last week, we talked about suffering and trials and persecutions and circumstances that make it really difficult to continue in the faith and what a gift and blessing it is from God because what it does is it is our faith that is of more worth than gold is proven genuine. And according to James 1, we can count it all joy because uh, that, that testing of our faith is producing an endurance or a steadfastness. And when that has its work in us, we're complete and perfect, lacking nothing. And so if you feel like you've just been getting beat up, you've, you've encountered various trials this year, um, I want you to count it all joy uh, because, because your faith is being tested and God is actually helping us realize what's most important in this season. Now, what's most important is not what's in our bank accounts, how many followers we have on social media, uh, what political party uh, takes office in November. What's most important is that we have a burning heart on fire for him that we're communing with Him on a regular basis, and that if we say we represent the living God, that the world around us knows it uh, because we're walking in purity, in righteousness, in love, in humility. And so anyway, hopefully I can stir you up this week, uh, just even more strengthen and establish you in your faith. And so I'm going to jump in here to Hebrews 12. We're going to talk today about the reality of of God being a fire. Uh, And that fire 
is, is placed on our hearts when we get born again. Uh, the very fire of God, the very substance of God by the Holy Spirit is placed on the altar of our hearts. I'm going to show you this scripturally, uh, but I'm going to read Hebrews, um, Hebrews 12. Um, and I'm going to start in 25. It's, it's a little bit, gives a little more context to uh, just the one verse that I want to read, which is 29. But I'm going to start in uh, Hebrews 12, 25. I would like to do the whole thing, but we don't have time for that. It says this. Oh, I do this all the time. Let me start in 24. And it says, And to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, into the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Verse 25, See that you do not refuse him who is speaking. For if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less will we escape if we reject him who warns from heaven. Verse 26, At that time his voice, God's voice, shook the earth. But now he has promised, this is a promise, Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. Verse 27, this phrase yet once more indicates, watch this, the removal of things that are shaken, that is, things that have been made. Why? In order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Verse 28, therefore, because things are being shaken, because God has not left us alone, Therefore, that's the therefore, let us be grateful. Look at your neighbor or yourself and say, let me be grateful. Okay, just say it out loud. Let me be grateful. Let us be grateful. Why? For receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Wow. And thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. Verse 29. For our God is a consuming fire. I'm going to read verse 29 again. For our God is a consuming fire. The Bible does not say he is like a consuming fire. It says that he is a consuming fire. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that the result of this little podcast would be burning hearts all over the earth, Lord. That those listening, God, that, that no matter where they're at today, that you, God, you are fire and you're a consuming fire. That your precious flame of who you are, your purity, your righteousness, your holiness would consume those listening Lord, it would consume them in love. It would consume them in your goodness. It would consume them in your glory, God. We ask you for fire today. We ask you for fire and that the fire that is on our hearts would be fanned into flame in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So for those of you who don't know, I love being outdoors I love, um, I love hunting, I love camping, I love, you know, wilderness survival. Um, it's just one of my passions. I, you know, get me in the mountains in Colorado uh, next to a stream, um, build a campsite with, with, a, with, you know, people I love, friends, family, and I'm in my happy place. And so 
I remember a couple years ago, I, I actually got to go to um, to Colorado and a friend of mine in Denver kind of hosted us and uh, and it was it was amazing and we we set up camp uh, just right by this stream. We're about nine thousand feet in the mountains, um, just northwest of Denver, about two hours and and it was just this idyllic, beautiful place. And as you pulled up into this campsite, you could just hear the rushing stream go by. And so the first thing we did uh, when we got there was we began to prepare the fire pit to make a fire. And if you've ever done any sort of uh, camping or, or uh, you know, whatever, hunting, and you, and you get a campsite, one of the first things you want to do is make sure that you have enough wood and you're going to build a campfire. And there's something about fire um, when you're outside and you're and you're sleeping outside and in a tent, specifically at night when it's dark around. Um, there's something about fire that produces a confidence. It produces a comfort. Um, it does a number of things. It produces light, so you can see. You can kind of see around you. Um, it produces warmth. It's a gathering place. Um, it's just one of those things that, that, that if you've ever experienced it, you know that without a fire uh, in the middle of a night in the woods, it's an unsettling feeling. Or when the fire is going out, uh, it's just an un, it can be an unsettling feeling. And so um, as we talk about God being fire, as we talk about <clears throat> the faith that's on our hearts being a living flame, I view it in the same way, um, one of one of our mission statements at Braveheart Ministries is to ignite passion through simple resources, so people find confidence with God and courage to transform the world. And that 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 igniting of passion is deep in my heart. Um, and I believe the lack of passion in many believers speaks to the fact that that we we are are lacking or longing for this fire uh, to, be, to be built up in our hearts, that, that, that we need it. And so um, I want to tell you, if that's you, if you feel like you're lacking passion, you're lacking confidence, you're lacking freedom, um, you're, you're lacking a, a, a roaring flame because the flame of God on your heart produces confidence, passion, in freedom, and it's not a human confidence. It's not a human passion. It's not an earthly freedom. It is a divine, godly confidence. It is a divine passion that's not connected to circumstances, and it is a freedom that endures no matter what because it comes from God. And so, I just want to speak to you today. In in, in case anyone hasn't told you lately, you were made to burn for God. You were made to burn for desire for Him and to make Him known. You were made for that. You were made for passion. I remember uh, I remember a, about a year ago, I heard this phrase in my spirit as I was waking up. God spoke to me and He said, to represent a God of fire without fire is hypocrisy. Think about that for a second. To, to say we represent a God who is a consuming fire without fire, without passion, without zeal, without without confidence is hypocrisy. Now, before we just condemn ourselves and feel bad and go, oh my gosh, I'm a hypocrite. God, God is able, God is able to cultivate a fire within you that will never burn out. Okay. And so I want to, I want to say to you as well, it is possible to have an enduring flame. It's possible 
to have a flame on your heart and for it to never go out. It is Burnout is not part of God's plan. If you're in ministry, if you're a pastor, if you're a leader, if you're just a, a, a missionary, whatever the case is, and you feel like, not just a missionary, but you know what I mean, if you're a missionary or, it, you know, if you're a believer, burnout is not is not your inheritance. Leviticus 6.13 uh, and I've, I've quoted this a lot. It's one of my favorite scriptures uh, in the Bible. It's in the Old Testament, and it was one of the instructions to the priest, and it said this, The fire must be kept burning on the altar continuously. It must not go out. The priests were instructed by God to keep the fire burning on the altar continuously. It must not go out. And I believe this is a prophetic picture of your heart and my heart, that God's desire is that His Spirit, His flame, His love, His passion, His goodness would burn upon our hearts and it would never go out. And so I'm going to read a couple more scriptures and then I'm going to give you some practicals here because we're now in a position where we go, hopefully you see how important this conversation is. Hopefully you've understood some of the enemies of the faith, the love of money, knowledge, vanity, uh, all these things, you can wander from the faith, you can make shipwreck of your faith, but I want to talk today about this flame of God and how we can steward it and things that we can do that will actually impact our faith, okay? So 2 Timothy 1, 5-7 to says this, Paul is writing to Timothy, and he says this, he says, I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois, in your mother Eunice, and now, I am sure, dwells in you as well. So this living faith is passed down through generations. Timothy's grandmother, and then his mother, and then now his own heart. Now look at this verse 6. Look at this exhortation. Because Timothy has inherited a faith from his grandmother, from his mother, this is what Paul instructs him. For this reason... I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Verse 7, for God gave us uh, a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Now, I believe this gift of God is the faith that Paul's talking to. He's talking about the faith that dwells in his heart. And he's saying, listen, I need to remind you because if you're not reminded, you might forget to fan it into flame. And if you forget to fan it into flame, it's going to become a smoldering wick. And here's where I want to encourage you if you're listening and why I, I'm so convicted and gripped by this is I believe we need more leaders, more pastors, more ministers of the gospel who are reminding the body of Christ to fan into flame the gift of God. We need to be reminded, we need to remind one another that the gift of God, the flame of God, the, the very uh, spirit of God that is on our hearts, that is in us, that is dwelling in our mortal body, it does not just... Um, it does not just burn continuously without any partnership of our own. Does this make sense? And so it's not static. It's a living thing. If you've ever built a fire, you know you've got to keep adding logs to the fire or it will go out. Now, is this to say that 
that the burning flame on our hearts is completely up to us? No, we co-labor with God. And I'm going to give you three practicals how we can fan this gift of God into flame. Are you ready? I know you guys love it when I get practical. I know you love it when I when I just make it really, really simple. And so I'm going to do that today. I'm going to, to teach and equip you to fan this gift of God into flame. But before I do that, I want to make a note on verse 7. The spirit of fear is, is the antithesis of the spirit of faith. Paul says, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. I believe that power, love, and self-control is the fruit, watch this, of a faith that is burning bright and hot. I'm going to say this again. I hope you're, I hope you're following me. Power, love, and self-control is what's at stake for us fanning into flame the gift of God. See, all of this stuff is connected. And, 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 and I don't know if, you, if, if we've talked about this, but, but many of us, I would say, would desire power, love, and self-control. You may be listening to this and go, how do I walk in greater power? How do I walk in more love? How do I walk in more self-control? Well, listen, self-control is only possible by the Holy Spirit, okay? Self-control is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So, so really, power, love, and self-control is the spirit that God has given us and the ability to express ourselves in power, love, and self-control. And so what I'm saying is there's something beneath power, love, and self-control, and it's, it's the faith of the gospel. It's the flame of God that came to us as a gift through Jesus Christ. And so we need to know how to fan this gift of God into flame. And so I'm going to give you three practicals uh, here, and, and hopefully this is helpful for you. Uh, biblically, I believe um, there, are, uh, there are two ways that faith is, is, is birthed and authored in us. Um, but, but I'm going to give you three, three ways um, that I believe faith is, 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 is authored, strengthened, perfected, all of that. We know Hebrews 12, uh, 2 is a, is a big verse. It says this. Um, this is the number one. Um, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance. There's that word, endurance. The race that is set before us, verse 2, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. And so scripturally, biblically, we know that faith comes, that Jesus is the author of our faith, but the, that he's also the perfecter of our faith. Um, but how does he author faith and how does he perfect faith? And so I'm going to give you the number one way I believe we look to Jesus is by reading his word. Okay, how do you read? You read with your eyes, right? You look at God's word, and so if you feel if you feel like your 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 faith, your flame on your heart has gotten small, you feel numb towards God. You're lacking power, love, and self control. My guess is you do not have a regular habit of reading the word of God, and specifically. Not just, not just anywhere in the Word of God, but specifically the Word of Christ. 
And so uh, I would say I would say if, if you're in that place where you feel pretty low, you feel pretty dry, you feel pretty discouraged, start with the Gospels. Uh, maybe maybe one of the epistles, but start by looking at Jesus by reading his word. Now, this this is opposed to looking at the world. So think about it this way. If looking to Jesus, just the very act of looking at God through his word is going is going to be like breathing upon a spark and causing it to come to life. See, we're learning we're learning spiritual language here. We're learning spiritual exercise. We're getting spiritual understanding. And so, in the natural, if you want to fan, uh, if you want to fan a flame into into a bigger flame. You, you add logs to it, you breathe upon it, you blow upon it. That's what you do in the natural. But if you want to cause and impact the flame of God on your heart, you have to understand this, that the only way, one of the only ways that faith is going to grow is by looking to Jesus by reading his word. Now listen, here's the, here's the tricky part, is if you've gone a long period of time and you don't have a habit of doing that, your flesh is going to resist doing it. And so one of the one of the things I would like to recommend if that's you, um, usually on your phone you can get a Bible app and you can listen to God's word. Um, and I, I, I'm going to get to that in the next one because that's the that's the second thing I'm going to uh, on our list. But um, you want to set aside time each day to look to Jesus, to actually get your Bible out and to read His word. Um, and, and, I, and I contrast this to looking to the world or looking at Instagram or looking to the news or looking at articles uh, on, on Google. Like if you spend more time looking to the world, looking to facts, looking to statistics, looking to what the, the latest pundit is saying, um, what, what's going to happen is slowly by slowly, um, you're going, your, your faith is going to be more in the things of this world than in God and His Spirit. And you're going to be given over to a spirit of fear. When you look to this world, fear comes. When you look to God, faith comes. When you look to the world, selfishness comes. You feel the sense to protect, to fight, to, to, to defend yourself and to defend your rights. When you look to God, love comes and you actually feel free to give yourself to the world. Okay? This is so... This is so important. So number one, the number one way to fan the gift of God into flame is to look to Jesus by reading his word. Number two, listen to the preaching of God's word or listen simply to God's word. Um, This is so important, guys. Faith comes by looking and faith comes by hearing. Eyes and ears. What you look at and what you hear is directly impacting the faith of God upon your heart, the faith of the gospel, the flame, the very substance of God uh, as the Holy Spirit, it is impacting that burn. And so if you are not disciplined or mindful about what you're looking at and what you're listening to, your faith 
is being impacted. If you are listening to the knowledge of the world, if you are listening to podcasts and things that talk about earthly things, and you're listening to, and, and again, you're listening to a podcast, but if you're listening to a podcast that's talking about the things of the world and, and that is not pointing you to God and His Word and the Word of Christ and the revelation of who Jesus is, your faith is suffering. And so I don't want you to be confused by this. I don't want you to be you know, wondering what's happening. Why do I feel numb? I used to feel on fire. Now I don't. How come I only feel excited for God when I go to church? This is evidence that we're living and riding on maybe someone else's passion, someone else's gifting. And this is very common, is that we we use Sunday morning, Sunday nights, Wednesday night Bible study. We, we ride on the faith and passion of our pastor, of our leader, and we don't really have a faith of our own because we're not looking to Jesus regularly through His Word, and we're not listening to God in His Word and the preaching of His Word. Um, this is two ways that faith's come, faith comes. Um, and that's Romans 10. Uh, Romans 10 says, um, And faith comes by hearing, and hearing the word of Christ. It's not just the word of God, it's the word of Christ. It's specifically the word that speaks of Christ. Um, and so these are, the, these are two of the biggest ways uh, and most important ways that we can fan into flame. Looking to Jesus and listening to his word. Practically, what I like to do is I like to take all of my commute time and I don't, you know, I don't, um, I just listen to the Bible. I pick a book, maybe Genesis, maybe Mark, maybe the, maybe the epistles, and you would be amazed, a 30-minute commute, uh, how much of the Bible you can listen to. And you say, well, does that count? Absolutely, it counts. Um, you will be amazed at how strong you feel just by simply listening to the Word of God while you drive. Just, you know, some of you, you may make phone calls when you drive, you may, you may listen to the radio, you may check Instagram, hopefully you're not, um, but I would encourage you to listen to God's Word on a regular basis. Listen to the preaching of His Word, but just listen to the Word itself. The Bible app has an audio feature where you can just hit play and you can just listen to it over and over and let it wash over you. Let it cleanse your soul. Let your eyes and your ears be turned to Jesus and refuse to allow the words and the sounds and the sights of our modern world become bigger than God and His Word and His Spirit and, and Jesus and who He is and what He's done. And this is the task. This is the fight that, that, that we're at at hand. This is, this is the fight of faith. The fight of faith is what are you going to look at and what are you going to listen to? Now, the third one is kind of a secret weapon. Um, it's one that can you can kind of get, you know, um, it's hard for me to describe. This, this third one has probably brought more fruit into my life, more experience of God and His Word than any other thing, than these things that I've told you. And I, I think this third one actually consummates the first two, and that's this. It's to speak God's Word. Number one, look. Number two, listen. Number three, speak. Speak God's word out loud. Okay, I want to read a scripture. Romans 10, 10. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth, say the mouth, 
the mouth, with the mouth, with your mouth, one confesses and is saved. And so for me, I, you know, and I've shared this, I'm an introvert. I, you know, I'm, I'm a deep thinker. I like to think. I like to believe. I like to just, I, I like to organize thoughts in my brain. But it wasn't until I began to open my mouth and confess what I believe that I began to experience the Spirit of God in power. It was like it was like it went to another level. Like right believing is one thing, but right confession is like the consummation of what you believe. Um, and I'm and I'm talking about when I say confession, I mean literally by yourself uh, in your car in your prayer closet. You start talking God's word. God, I thank you that I have been born again to a living hope. God, I thank you that I have been seated with you in heavenly places, that I have a divine perspective today, that I don't have to see this world from an earthly plane, that I have an elevated perspective because of my covenant with you. Father, I thank you that I am blessed because my sins have been forgiven. Father, I thank you for the blood of Jesus that cleanses me and speaks a better word over my life. God, I thank you that you love me continuously and steadfastly. Lord, I put my hope today in your love. God, I feel uncertain about these meetings. I feel uncertain about my finances. I feel uncertain about the future of our nation. But God, I hope in your steadfast love. I put all of my trust in you. God, thanks for your benefits. I'm not going to forget them, Lord. You heal all our disease. You forgive all our sin. God, I thank you and I bless you for you are worthy of praise. See, what something happens when you begin to speak God's word, not just to yourself, but to your spouse, to your friends, to your family. And, and this is the real battlefield is because if we look and listen to the world, guess what you're going to do? You're going to speak the things of the world. You're going to speak what what you know what Fox News and CNN and what the Instagram people said. You're going to begin to speak and repeat it. And when you speak and repeat the things of the world, you are cementing your place in the world. But my friends, you were made for heavenly things. You were made for the things above. You were made for Christ. You were made for His perspective. You were made to burn with His love and with His heart and with His passion. And we cannot burn with God until we learn to look, listen, and to speak out the revelation of Christ over our hearts, over our circumstances, uh, and over uh, those around us. And so um, you can even hear it in my voice as I began to speak God's word. Something happened. That faith was fanned into flame in my heart in a real-time measure. And I promise you, I want to challenge you, speak God's Word. And you say, I don't know what to speak. Then just go go look at His Word, find the stuff that speaks to you, and speak it out. Thank God for it. And when you're speaking God's Word, you're communing with Him. You're reminding Him and yourself of what He has said. One of the things I used to do when I uh, was playing soccer in Finland is I began to just read my Bible out loud by myself. I read the word out loud and I began to hear myself speaking God's word and it strengthened my faith. And so I hope this makes sense. I hope this is practical. I hope this gives you handles. Uh, But you were made to burn for God. And I want to challenge you that if you feel like you're not burning, if you feel like you've lost confidence, you've lost passion for God, then I'm I'm guessing and submitting to you that you are looking, listening, 
in speaking things other than God in His Word and the revelation of Christ. And so I want to pray for you right now. I believe God's going to give you a hunger and a grace and an understanding, a deep understanding of how to fan into flame this gift of God. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone listening. God, I ask that you would equip them and empower them through these simple, humble words, God, in this podcast to look, listen, and speak of you. God, that we repent and turn from looking to the world, from looking to uh, election statistics and looking to, to statistics of, uh, you know, of COVID and all these things. Lord, it's not to say that they're not important and that we don't need to be aware, but God, we want to first and foremost have your eyes, have your ears, and have your mouth. And so, Father, help us repent. Help us turn away from, from dialoguing in the things of the world, from looking and listening to, God, even to uh, people like me, God, that, that, that if someone was just listening to me and, and, and not listening straight to you, God, I pray that you would encourage them to get alone with you, to get alone in secret and say, God, I want my heart to burn for you. I want my heart to burn for you. If that's you, just begin to pray that, God, I want my heart to be on fire. I want my heart to have confidence and passion. So, Father, I ask, by your Spirit, would you answer their prayer? Would you come like a consuming fire and fill them? Would you break off numbness? Would you break off apathy? Would you break off lust and fear and all the things that are gripping our hearts, God? And would you put us in a place of power and of love and self-control by the power of your Holy Spirit? In Jesus' name, I love you guys so much. See you next week. Most people feel stuck in their relationship with God because they're believing lies about what He's like. Your tax-deductible gift to Braveheart Ministries enables us to create simple resources that help people see and understand how good God really is. This results in people finding lasting freedom and deepening their connection to God. To make a donation, please go to braveheartministries.org forward slash give or text give to 469-423-9966. That is 469-423-9966. Give.